0: the game bang
3: Hello,
4: hello, hello. Am I I the someone? I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. (laughs) Hey, you started
5: early tonight,
4: huh? You started early tonight, huh? Yes, I was already on my janitor. What's up to my live? Hey, Fred. Uh, Welcome to the scoop. We will be doing sort of a catch-up show tonight. We're going to just refresh and discuss some things that's going on in the news. We are here every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. to the center time. I am Kels, uh, CEO of Prairie Kitten Clothing, and I am going to introduce the co-host. And we will start with Ms. Shaquilla Willis of Elegance by Design.
6: How are you doing tonight, Hey, hey, I am doing well. Your girl been running, but I got Taco Tuesday handled on this evening. In time, so I'm I'm feeling good. <laughs> yes, Taco
3: Tuesday. <laughs>
6: What's well, up to my live? As you guys come in, be sure and hit that good old share button at the top. If you have any trouble hearing between the all of our wonderful electronics. Please give us a call nine two nine four seven seven three zero four. You can hear us all clear as a bell right there on the phone. So, thank you for joining. Us. Enjoy. Yes, and last but not least,
4: we have Winfrey the Panda Burns.
3: Panda, panda,
4: panda, 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 panda. panda. panda, panda. <laughs> CEO of CEO of Global Drive Network. That is one of our, you know, under our umbrella. The show under its umbrella. So, how are you doing tonight,
5: Wynn? I'm, I'm good. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Finally getting my life together. <laughs>
5: What's tonight? You've been on fire all day. You've been on fire all day on social media. So I don't know what you're talking about. All day. <laughs> <laughs> um, all day. It's my day. Tuesday
2: is my day. That's
5: true. Yeah. It's like you yep. you wake up on Tuesdays like I'm about to I'm about to show all the way out all day. <laughs> I, love I absolutely love it. So let me say Maybe what's I up it to everybody. Let me say what's up to everybody who's on my live as well, uh, whichever whosever lives you're on. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you give us your comments, and we will do our best to get them on. And then, like uh, Q said, don't forget the call in number. Um, is nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and press the number one to let us know if you have a question or a comment. So uh, all the things you're talking about tonight, we always want to hear from you guys. So uh mm-hmm. yeah. Some good stuff. We got a lot of, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight, so we
4: did. So we're gonna get right into it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Which to oh.
2: do Get right
4: I
5: on. It. Get right on into it, right on into our was topic. That, was that my intro to go? That's what that was. Um, yeah, that was
2: your intro. Yeah,
5: we're going to start with my intro. A, okay. Yeah. Okay. i our right. topic show. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, so we got, I got a couple, but I'm going to start with probably the one that i have that I have seen the most discussed this afternoon. Um, and I've been, this was Jerry, and actually tagged me on a post. Jerry Abner, um, who's one of our oh, listeners, he's also on the Scoop Nation. He's tagged me on a post um, where um, there have been, some, so for those who don't know, let me back up. Um, Jay Morrison is a real estate investor and CEO of a company who started um, what he calls the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Um, so I hope you guys. I wonder if you guys have heard about that. It's called the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. If you haven't heard it, I put the link uh, to the website on my um, on my page. But it's the Tulsa Real Estate dot com. And if you go to the website, it says that the goal um, is to um, buy basically the whole buy the block thing. So Tulsa Real Estate Fund. It is a Regulation A plus Tier Two real estate crowd crowd fund. Um, so it allows people who are called accredited and non-accredited um, investors to put money into this fund. What uh, the fund, what the goal of the fund is, uh, is to go to different cities and to buy real estate. Um, so today there was a, several people on social media um, who claimed that this is a bad investment. People shouldn't do it because in the so this, in this IPO, um, in the first, their goal is to get to fifty million dollars. So the fifty million dollars is because the type of funding is that fund it is that's the most they can raise. Um, but in the first eighteen hours of this Tulsa real estate being, uh, fund being open, they have raised um, over eighteen million dollars. And so, so that's pretty good. Yeah, this is these uh-huh. black folks. Yeah, black folks, yeah. down the block. So, and let me say this: this is why I say it's really good. Um, according to the industry, the average crowdfund of this type raises eighteen point four million so for this fund to raise that in eighteen hours um is is pretty phenomenal so yeah, yeah so they're hating on this they're heading on this group already, and so I've got a couple of people who asked me what I thought about it um and so I did of course some more research and yeah so i we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that here in a second, but um <clears throat> trying to think. any other, for educational purposes, are there any other things I really need to say? Um, let me think. No, we'll go. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'll start there. So, Kev, yeah, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on this one? Okay,
2: so
4: I have been in two different groups that have tried to do this crowdfunding. So I know mm-hmm. what it takes to get started. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. We are very. We lack in trust as a people, so for yeah. them to have it looks legit. They have their stuff together. The you know they raised eighteen million and they raised eighteen million in the first eighteen hours. So I'm towards the legit, legitimate side of it. Now I have not invested any of my own funds. Um, and really, I just I heard about it late, but no, I haven't invested yet. But I don't know that I would say it's a bad investment. Like I said, I've tried. To, I've been part of groups that we tried to raise money before. We have not even gotten to eighteen thousand <laughs> mark. Yeah. So yeah, I can't say anything negative about it. I'm excited to. to I hope it's successful, and I'm excited to see what you know, what, what's in store, and I'll jump in. If I can jump in later, I'll definitely jump in. So that's mm-hmm. my take on it. I'm, what, I'm rooting for it.
5: See what you think?
6: Um. Yes, I agree. Kills is right. These types of groups take a lot, to get going, and a lot to convince people that it's trusted and your money is safe, and if it doesn't work, you'll get your money back, and you know, all kinds of things go into getting something like this started. And what I think my first thought about this um, after finding out how quickly they raised the money is they did their groundwork prior to launching. People knew about what they were doing prior to launching. Um, so, you know, while this is the campaign, there was definitely something grassroots happening to make this type of response happen this quickly, whether it was 18 large donors that you know donated big do- big dollars real fast, or if it was 18,000 little people donating you know small amounts of money to get them to where that was, you know where they are, that's still extremely impressive. So um, I, I I too wish them the best. I wish them well, especially with it being so close to home. I have family um, in Tulsa. You guys know I love my nieces and nephews and my sister and all that they there in Tulsa. So they would most directly benefit from um something like this happening considering they're wanting to target those neighborhoods first. So, you know, I think it's impressive and something to watch for sure. So
5: I hope it- yeah, it's yeah. So so okay, so here here's here's my, my take on it is not is is from a strictly from a financial advisor standpoint. So if I look at this from a as a financial advisor I am, first of all, let, let me back up. If I look at this from the aspect of just an African-American man, there is no of the idea. Um, I think it's a there's great no, idea. Like, like. I'm sorry, what did you say? I, just, I didn't hear you said there's what about the
6: idea? There's no great idea? There's no what?
5: No, it's a, it is a great idea. There's nothing you, can, you it's can't a do um It's a great idea, oh. um, great a great idea. idea to, to develop a fund. That's going to help fight gentrification, that's going to help invest and buy um, properties and take those properties and and uh, in what would be considered black neighborhoods and make those properties better The, the, um, the concerns there are some concerns that I have. Um, the concerns that I have that others have um, are first of all, so this type of investment, so to get into this, you have to put a minimum of $500, Um, and you can put a maximum, I I don't think there's a maximum, but the maximum of that, there's no maximum that you can put in, of course, unless you put in the whole $50 million. Um, But the concerns are, first of all, is they don't have a stated, they have stated cities that they want to invest in, but they don't have um, stated anything else, and so um, number one. So they say, we want to start in Atlanta, we want to go to New Orleans, we want to go to Chicago, Detroit, and then, but Tulsa's, so, and, and Tulsa's nowhere in there, by the way, so let me throw that out there. Um, there's nothing on there that says they're investing in Tulsa. It says they're investing in other cities, which is another concern that people, a lot of people have. Um, secondly, my concern, besides the um, the fact that there is no stated, so we don't know if they're going to get um, just property? Are they going to go after multifamily? We don't know. We don't have any clue. Um, But then the other part of that is, so the way you make money in this is when you put your money in, you can't um, you can't take it out until after a year, for at least a year. And then uh, and then that's only if they have the money to give you back. And then at that point. They're not. They're they'll give it back to you when they can. It's what it says. Because mm-hmm. technically, because if they don't have the money, they're not. They say that we're not going to liquidate assets to get to give you your money, um, but we will. Um, but we will when we get it. We'll we'll take it. I'm not as all as hurt by that because we have to remember that that is. Even, even when you go to a bank and you see, like, the FDIC and the SIPC and all that kind of stuff, that's not, that doesn't guarantee that if the bank forecloses or goes out of business, you're going to get your money back tomorrow. That actually, what those mean is that the bank or the FDIC, which is an insurance company that's ran by the banks, um, they, they have 99 years to get you your money back. So, in essence, what they're saying is, yeah, we'll give it back to you within the next 99 years. Now, they don't typically take that long. But that's just a general fact, you know. So there's risk there. Same thing when you invest in anything else, from an investment standpoint. So, so that's a problem. Also, the um, the way the way that Jay and his girlfriend, who run this, who who are the owners of this, is they make money. Um, they make what's called a management fee. So in the investment world, a management fee is typically between one percent and four percent. Depending on the amount of the fund, in the real estate world, it could be between four and ten percent. So they're going to make five and a half percent. Their investment fee or their management fee is five and a half percent per year, plus they get half of the profit, and that could be quite a, quite a bit depending on the amount that's under management. So you I mean, said half of the point.
4: you said half of the profit. Half of the,
5: Half of the profits, yes. Wow. Correct.
6: I hadn't gotten that deep into the details. Wow. Yeah, that was that 5. was five
5: point five percent. I'm
6: pretty really impressed that they were able to capture this much money that fast. I wonder if other people didn't read the the fine print, or if it was really worth it to them like that. That's mm,
5: interesting. Yeah, and so I don't I don't necessarily. So let me, let me keep going. Also, now, to, so I think that's a that's a concern. It's not necessarily a bad thing because the problem is we just don't have enough information. They haven't provided enough information to say when they say fifty percent of the profits, are they referring to after tax, or like what? There's some some number of things that need to be solidified in order to because in the early years, if you have one property or two properties, that's not a ton of money, but if you have thousands of properties. Or thousands of units, and you're bringing in billions of dollars, and you get fifty percent just to manage, while your investors are only getting eight percent. That can, that's a little shady. So yeah, but
2: I thought,
4: I thought the profit came after any fees that came through. I thought it, it the profit is only going to become profit after all of the fees that is charged on that money and on the. The investment
3: group
5: itself to be an investment group, it could be. It just, uh, like I said, we don't, I don't know. He he doesn't say at what point they're calculating profits. So, if he's saying bottom line, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, then yeah, they could be saying at the end of everything they get 50%. So, and even if that's the case, okay. you know, it, it, is, it is after the people who invest get their 8%, but it's still 50%. And the other 50% goes back to to the investors. So it's oh,
3: just, okay.
5: it's a lot to it. So um, the good parts are, then there's some good parts too, so the good parts are, again, because this is an IPO that, um, that people who normally wouldn't be able to invest get to invest in. So normally, anytime there's an IPO, um, only people, certain people, can invest. So, meaning people that in order to be able to invest in the IPO, you only can uh, invest if you make two hundred thousand dollars a year, or if you have a million dollars in assets. And so everybody else has to wait until they hit the open market. And the real money is made typically on the IPO. Really, is made on the debt before the IPO, the best, but you can make money on the IPO. Um, and and <laughs> there is no market to, sh- to trade these. So if I own a share and I want to get rid of it There's like no stock market for me to go and sell them Say, hey, if you want to buy it, sell it to me." They don't have that yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah So that's, it's just a lot to it that I think that people And I mean people in Tulsa don't like it At all So I think we got to re- remember that They hate it mm. All right, Kelly, I See Kelly, yes. all right. Kelly's uh, telling me to tell right We can talk about this more later. All right. Anyway, um, so what else we got? So Boeing has decided that it wants to. Now nah, we're gonna talk about that. Um, what was we Harvey Weinstein. So Harvey got. Uh, went to arraign today, and uh, he pled not guilty on two counts of rape and one count of assault. Is Harvey going to jail, y'all?
6: No, Harvey ain't going to nobody's jail. No, he's not. No. <laughs> yeah. He's not. Yeah. He's he going
5: to people,
3: but
5: he's not going to jail. Mm.
6: Harvey's not going to, go to jail? No. Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. They'll We're put more people in jail before they put Harvey Weinstein in jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I can will really... both be locked up before he goes to jail. You think so? But I, I don't
4: really, I don't really follow him. I didn't really, I mean, I recognize him, but you know, I don't, I don't know much about him, and I didn't research him. But I mean, does he have enough money to pay people off? Because like in the article, didn't it say one of the accusers? Well, they couldn't contact her for statement. I guess that doesn't mean that she, you know, is not going through or anything like that. But they, she hasn't given a, another statement since the initial accusation.
5: Does he have enough money
6: to pay yeah. people off? Yeah, he does. He got money. Harvey got plenty of money. Yeah. He he's money.
5: been paying people
3: of
6: off. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's been doing that. Yeah, he got some uh, money. Somebody's been getting a check. Someone has gotten a check throughout these <laughs> years. Harvey Weinstein's John Hancock on it. He's been paying folks
5: off. Yeah, he's got some. he He got some. Yeah, he got. He got. Some, he got the
6: best representation money can buy.
5: I agree. That also yep. is a huge mhm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. we're well, we gonna see Harvey if not Harvey, uh Harvey gonna be out doing again. All right, let me keep going and so Kelly don't get on me. <laughs> um we also have uh Starbucks. Um if y'all didn't see Starbucks has named uh, um Melody Hobson. It's um vice chair chairwoman, so Howard Schultz the the chairman is staring, stepping down. And vice Chairman seat is going to be open uh, because the vice chairman has become the chairman. So now their name, named Hel- Melody Hobson, um, who y'all don't know, that's the sister who, is, who used to manage Ariel Investment. She's also married to um Star Wars guy, I forgot his name, um, she's married <laughs> to him. But she's a bad sister, so congratulations to her. Um, like, they're serious about diversity at Starbucks, so um, that was a dope move. Um, let's see, Trump, Lord Jesus. So our, our president, somebody tell y'all, president has decided that he is canceling the Eagles coming to the White House because too many of them said they weren't coming, and he says that any football player who does not he disagrees with the, with the NFL's new ruling that all football players either need to stay in the locker room or have to stand. He says that they shouldn't have the right to stay in the in the locker room. Uh, what are your thoughts?
4: My thoughts is that to me, I feel like he's just involved because it was—it's about, you know, black people. He, he's that seriously involved in the NFL and whether the players can protest peacefully or not. While he, while he, what he needs to be doing is focusing on the White House, but he's that involved in mm-hmm. the football uh, football team coming to the White House that wasn't planning on coming. I mean, it's it's. It's a bunch of b s to me i i think it's just it's just to poke you know the bear. or he's he's always strategized being the um the good old boy, so I think mm-hmm. it's just another boy just another boy of the good old boy club
3: mhm
6: he's not that bad fit. totally agree yeah, I right. wondered why. So worried about football, considering like we've never seen stuff like super footballed up and involved. I hadn't, um, you know. He's just doing—he's doing too much, and I, I don't think they wanted to go anyway. Which is why, you know, they didn't want to go anyway. Why? Which is why he ended up just inviting them, and it just adds more fuel to the fire of—he's way too involved in some Kool Aid that has nothing to do with him. Like this has nothing to do with him. And him putting himself there is just it looks bad. It just looks really, really bad. Orlando says Trump is not with hard as you know what. Yeah, are doing
5: them <laughs> up. To to yeah. of course, <laughs> if you read the article that I posted it says that sixty percent of the country actually thinks that he's handling this, this this situation wrong, which I thought was pretty interesting, so uh was, he's, sort of, he's handling this, this national anthem situation wrong.
3: Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, okay. that's, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, all right, last one, and I'm going to move on. Uh, Boeing. Boeing has announced a partnership with the Third Marshall College Fund that it will invest $6 million into historically black colleges and universities. Um, Boeing has said um, that they said that when Congress passed the uh, $1.5 million in uh, tax cuts for businesses, that, um, that it was great for businesses and that they would invest more in innovation. Um, and uh, they actually say business, economic growth, and innovation, and this is a part of um, what they've done. So they've committed um, to invest, again, $6 million into HBCUs as well as to continue to recruit from HBCUs. One of the good things that it talked about that uh, because this is an aerospace engineer uh, company, that the average aerospace engineer starts, starts out, Making $113,000 a year or $54 an hour. Um, so, yeah, mm. so go get that money out. Go get them aerospace into their position, please. Um, so, and definitely check to see if you can get some good money from the Thurgood Marshall Scholarship Fund. So, all right, that's my time. Um, I'm going to move on because I don't want I no problems with Um So, <laughs> tonight, <laughs> first. first Y'all keep keep boss bawling me around. Anyway, um, nice first song. <laughs> I'm a, time <laughs> a timekeeper. Yeah. Timekeeper. Timekeeper. You. But
4: anyway,
5: um, <laughs> but the nice first song is "Persian" by Rory. I and mean, then after this, we're gonna come back and we're gonna get into the hot, two very hot topics. <laughs>
0: That proof. She got that purse. She got that purse. She got that purse. I'll my trap at the stove. i could cut the crack of my stove. I want nobody that's broke. This is about some pushing and roll. I- I- I'm running traps to the stove. Make my young, I'm pack at the stove. I- I'm waiting on all I did. I just need have a thing. Let me know. I never die on the it's rotter, it's down the blickers. Riders down these. May 35, of the direct I just chef up a pop for a nigga. Young keep calling me. Say she want not ride, she want not die for it. Get it? Get it. Get it. Get okay, it. put the strap in your back, but they work in your me and ride for it. Yeah. They got it. They got it, it's your Miyagi. She's sucking me sloppy. She say I'm a problem. don't to go go for my father. He leaving, he going to me pop Don't want no drama. Cause I don't with nobody that don't got a brick or a body. You see somebody, you need to with somebody that at least got a brick or a body. Brick or a body. She got that proof. proof She got that purse. 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 She got that purse, she got that purse, she got that verse, purge. she got that purse, she got that verse, she got that wet, wet, Rap. she got that urge, urge. King, of king of the trap, know that shit a nerve, got that head that I like, like. got me speeding to swerve. <laughs> First she was stressing me, then she want flex with me, now I had sex, sex with me. Then she keeps texting me and she undressing me that's, me, that's just impressing me. Her name was Melody, when she had sex with me, I call her ecstasy. Get it, get it. Said cookin' my specialty, I got the recipe, let's make an extra three. Make an extra three. I got that bag on, bag. it's too long I can calculate. Yeah. Cup got go ding out that and need a perconcept so I can activate. Yeah. Yeah. I did it to dad, yeah. I did it to folks in the push. Yeah. I did it to local in, yeah. in the push. I think she got dope in the push. She got that purge. Hey. She got that purse, 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 she got that wet wet, she got that urge, the king of the trap, now that you make a nerve, got that head that I like, got me speeding the swirl.
4: What he was talking about when he said she got that Persian. I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
3: What's what what? well, Persian? What's
4: Persian? Persian rugs, but you know, I wasn't sure what he was talking about, but, you know, I like it, it had a little catchy beat to it. So <laughs> well, <laughs> that brings us right into our hot topic for tonight. The hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing where self reflection is perfection. You can get your Curvy Kitten items at com. And tonight we start talking about women and cooking. So there was a meme posted in the Scoop Nation group, and if, and if you're not a, a part of our group, you need to, you know, search this and come on in. But it said, uh, come over. I cook. Basically a woman saying, come over. I cook. And then it shows LeBron um, having a, a messed up face moment. And it says uh, he walks in and sees ground beef and Doritos. So this sparked a conversation about women cooking and what is considered a meal if they're going to invite somebody, invite a meal, you know, over for dinner. And people are upset about Doritos and, and the ground beef. And they also threw on the live the link. To the hot topic is is on the lot, You can click it and see the actual meme and the and the question. So, is it okay? Is there some type of protocol for a woman to cook a full three course meal if she's inviting a man over? And my initial reaction was, any man who comes to my house and is telling the Doritos is not the man for me. You will not disrespect Doritos in my humble abode. So that was my first reaction. You will not disrespect the Doritos. Okay? The Doritos are my nemesis, and I can't eat them, you know, right now, but you're not going to disrespect the Doritos. And, I mean, it's just nachos, you know, based on the mean. So I'm going to start with, <laughs> I'm going to start with, Q, what do you think about this whole conversation about a woman should cook a full-course meal if she's going to invite a man over?
6: Mm. So I'm going to start with a comment from my boo-thing, Tiona, because I, I'm going to co-sign this. She says, if he's worth cooking for, throw down, sis. If not, why are you inviting him over? I agree. Um, <clears throat> I, like, if we're just hanging out, like we were initially hanging out to do something other than eat, then and if I happen to go into the kitchen and find some snacks and we're having that, then cool. But if I take the time to say, hey, come through, I'm cooking or I've made food, you're going to have a meal. I'm going to be mad if you told me that you ate a snack on in route, if you grabbed a taco, or if you picked up a piece of burger. Like, now I'm pissed because I've cooked a meal for you. <laughs> That's just how I am. Like, I am I cook. I, I Y'all heard, Wynn and Kells have heard my fried chicken story with my husband, like, for years now, I'm fair I'm y'all, but they know I cook. So yeah, I, Doritos are James' favorite chip, mind you. But I would not prepare Doritos nachos for him if I had invited him over for dinner. I would not. So that is my thoughts on that, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to stay out of trouble with that. Or my, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I just want to say, wait, I just want to
5: say she is married. She is married. So, I mean, you know, and she's been married for a long time. So, there's some wisdom in words His daddy
6: told me he better marry me after that meal. After I dropped off that plate, his daddy told him, you better marry her. I'm just just
5: saying, there's some wisdom (laughs) in those words, is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, though. but
4: to me, it's the way the meme read, like my interpretation still was the the lady saying, "Hey, I cook like I already cooked, maybe for my family, for my kids, you're welcome to stop by, not that hey, I am preparing a dinner for you, so to me that's Correct. different That may not different to anybody else but to me that's different, so I'm gonna go up to Winford. I just want to put that out there <laughs> What's your I'm i to this. Thought,
5: I, I think I think that if you all if you want the man to feel comfortable, if you want him to come back, if you want him to feel like he's welcome. Like I mean there there's a reason that the saying says that there the key to the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. There's some truth to that. Especially, especially if he got any type of size on, <laughs> I just yeah. want to throw it out. Or
3: there. De- <laughs> yeah, I mean, or like, like,
5: or if he's, or if he's like, if he's like myself and isn't used to eating home cooked meals, then yes, you want to cook for this man so he can. Yes, it's, it's wisdom. Yes. Cook be
6: for a man, he is mine. You hear that, Winn? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You man. ever had a catfish, though? Like, if you ever had Tiona's catfish, like, you talking about reeling them in? Yes, Lord. Reeling them right on, right on in with that catfish. So I can attest to that one right there. Kels, we got to get you some of T's catfish. <laughs> like, in real life, we got right. to get you Look, I was looking for the comments. I like, where is he
4: coming?
2: Oh my line, girl! Oh on your line. okay? Oh my God! This, this, yeah.
4: I'm like, I'm reading kind of. this. This uh, is a comment.
3: Uh,
4: uh, well, we did have someone on the original post that said Doritos Nacho, Dorito Nachos, be jamming, and grown men really do love them. And then I mean, they're uh, all right. They're all right. They, they're nothing wrong says, with Doritos.
3: I'm the I'm that,
4: this. The miracles hey, but let me tell you this. Let me tell y'all this. This story. Y'all know I already got I always got a story. Oh, no. so, I have a friend and these really these are true these are real friends, true stories. So I have a friend that made some tacos for a man and he never left. So I All right. keep flipping on the keep on the Doritos and the Crown Beat. She made some tacos for him, he never left. They still together right today. And I know that's been a good Come through tacos, okay? I need that
5: recipe. Where she come with a ticket? I'm gonna say this: if you, if you, if your cooking is that good, where well, man <laughs> eat a meal, eat a plate, and don't ever leave, you anoint it. Like you, that is is. You have, you have a gift. Like, <laughs> yes. like you are. That is that that's is so difficult, <laughs> That that's dope right there. But I mean, I yeah. think it really goes back. It goes back to very simply. Like showing people that you care. Like, if you care about somebody, do stuff to show that you care. It's, it's not like, it's not that. Come on, y'all. It's a play. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, y'all talking about
4: cook for the men, make sure you cook a full course meal. But when we were talking about a man not wearing a holy shirt on the first day, it was World War Three.
3: No, we ask you too no, 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 no. But no, you want no, no. me, but you uh-huh. want me. Uh-huh.
5: You, you want to wear slides uh-huh. uh-huh. over the day. The uh-huh. full oh, no. I, was, I oh. said, don't wear no shirts. I said, let the man wear some sandals, some slides. I said, the shirt was disrespectful. I was saying, wear the slides. Okay, and, you know and, and to leave
6: Doritos
4: and Ground Beef Nachos is equivalent to somebody coming to my house is some basketball shorts and
3: slides.
5: Mm hmm. Mm-mm. Listen,
3: I'm told
5: you, i it, not talking about, Moses and, not talking about Moses and Slide. I'm not talking about Moses and And ain't nobody want no Doritos and no ground beef. What kind of, <laughs> what kind of third grade meal is that? Like seriously. <laughs> now, now if you gonna put some, you know, some 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 melt some cheese and. You know, make it well, like I'm a are sure like not a, nacho, a big nacho thing? No, that's cool. But you, listen, you can't just give me no plate of Doritos and, and ground beef that you probably that probably not even all seasoned all that well. And be like, Oh yeah, he's not coming back.
4: But see, I he's didn't I didn't back. take it as just I didn't take it as just ground beef. I'm thinking nachos. Like I'm thinking it's some cheese, tomatoes, lettuce, some some salsa, some uh, uh holly. No. With homemade sauce or something in the corner. I ain't thinking it's just gra- just some ground beef ground up in the skillet in the bag of
5: Doritos. Listen, that's what that's what they be out here serving. That's what certain people out here serving, Kel. I'm telling you, it's hard out here for a hungry man. It, no. Yeah, you mean? got to come prepared with your own bag of Burger King because, and then it, and then it's <laughs> like you done not so you done ask, you done told somebody they were going to be 12 years of slave. If you suggest some food, like oh, I'm not your mama, like dang. If you want me to get you a plate, you got to put a ring on it. You're like, wow. I just, uh-huh. I just wanted this, uh-huh. a burger. I'm, okay, let's, let me not say nothing then. Like y'all, y'all do, y'all be doing it sometimes.
6: <laughs> Orlando <laughs> just said, if that's what you cooking, I'm coming over and slides in a do rag.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you coming
4: over. Slides in the do rag, then that's what you gonna get. <laughs> and, uh, that's what you might get. you might, uh, you gonna get uh, some uh, a turkey sandwich put <laughs> in, in hand, is what you're gonna get when you come over here with some slides. So I'm just saying.
3: Uh, you know. It's just <laughs> well, sister, on the, post, everybody, look,
5: on the uh, post, everybody's talking about some uh, uh, no, no. Uh Way says yes, especially if I fix something, Eugene Brooks says no and I don't want to feel obligated to because some women can't cook. Kelly uh says you're never required to do anything. If it's going to be dinner time, she may and I will she may she may say and I will cook dinner. He also may offer to bring bring uh bring dinner. know what I'm saying? Like nobody's cooking anymore. It's just it's doesn't I mean, happen. You
3: gotta cook. You got men out here wanting uh
4: a soul food plate on a Monday night.
5: You can't cook. I'm i am not no, i am not, not saying that, you, know, you gotta cook Thanksgiving dinner, but don't give me no I'm telling you if you give me a plate of Doritos with some uh with some ground with some ground turkey sprinkled on top. With some cheese and some uh, I, I, I'm gonna look
4: I'm you go at the cheese at it, Rotel, it's a sour cream on there. It ain't going to just be a plate of Doritos and, <laughs> and ground beef. <laughs>
6: so
3: I have, a, yeah. I have yeah. a remix
6: to your hot topic, Kale. I might okay. have a reigniter to your hot topic um, okay. for this. So what if the man invites the lady over for for to, to invite her over? Um, we know there's, like, uh, an understanding that men aren't necessarily domestic and cooking isn't their thing. Would we allow Doritos to be – would we be impressed by Dorito nachos if our man did that? Or would we say, I understand you can't cook, order out, make it pretty, you know, you invited me over here, why are you feeding me Doritos? Like, do we feel that way? I I don't know how I would –
4: Go ahead. I, I would so feel, feel bad. Cause I'm gonna t- tell you this. I, the guy I'm spending time with, made me a turkey sandwich that was so good last week that I, you know, I'm like, you know what? You might be the one. Okay. A turkey sandwich, is popping. I
2: don't
4: know if I was hungry or not, but I'm just not gonna. I'm you. not gonna be over the like. He didn't. The,
5: he didn't just, cook me I, nothing hot. He fixed Hold me on. a sandwich, and just, it was good. I just want to say that, Kelly, you thought she slide, you slid that with passers. We're going to talk, talk about that later, by the way. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah, you see how she tried to you see, see tried to slide yeah.
0: that in there on us? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh.
5: Way, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. If you making a if I'm going to make you a turkey sandwich and again, depending <laughs> on like how high it is then yeah, I'm going to put you I'm going to make sure it's on some fresh bread or, you know, or something like that. Like again that's sometimes it would work in the summertime, but if that's, yeah, but that's, that can't, that can't all. <laughs> but I'm
4: just not, I'm I'm too laid back to be worried about somebody cooking in the summertime and it being all hot. I just, I, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about if he got a car and he's going to work and all that. I'm sorry. I'm not worried about what he, <laughs> we can always go out to eat. I just, I, that's just not something I would do.
2: It's, it's it's not
4: that important to me, but you know yeah, I have, I have put, on, I put on my Betty Crocker before, but did it, did anybody on y'all live uh, say anything about the men cooking nachos and it being okay? I um, our, uh,
6: been my resident fella tonight is saying that he says no, nah, I'm ordering out or grilling some meat is what he said. So he's the only fella that I have to reference on this evening so far. Orlando tag some of the bros from the from the group and see how they
5: feel about that, that remix to the question for the one time. <laughs> <laughs> LeVon said, I think I think she said, I think we we do I think we would be shocked to see a man cook something besides noodles and hot chips. I don't even know what hot chips are, but I would put like this. Like I said, I would if you can cook or whatever you can do, do that. If Mm-hmm. If if you can't if if Doritos and whatever is the best you could do I would I would respect that, but if I know that you can throw down and you give me them Doritos I would be livid. Like you could make some spaghetti. That don't take a whole lot. You could have made some spaghetti and some, you know, you could, and some and some and some garlic bread. Toast some garlic bread and throw a salad together. Come on now. No, no, no.
4: Me ain't eat no. Men ain't eat no spaghetti on no
5: first day. <laughs> Early on
3: yeah. in relationships. Like, no, we're not. We're not eating spaghetti on first day. That. No,
5: no, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there as something that's easy. But no, men should not be eating spaghetti <laughs> or chili on that first day. Oh god. No, you should
2: not. Stop it. No. Stop it.
5: No. I'm
2: not
5: cooking nobody. But if it's cold enough and you make some chili, watch me put my fat thighs underneath your table and, and eat them. I just pray over it.
4: <laughs> but I, I have had, I've had some some three course meals from you know guys that I've, I've you know dated. Uh, I dated a cook before, so, and then I think, but I don't think I ever cooked for him because that was, I mean, that's what he did. So he just always uh-huh. cooked. I don't think I ever cooked for him, but I have. But I come home from work and been in my uh, heels and an apron and cooked some some round steak and some potatoes and stuff before too. I just don't think that that should be the norm. I don't think that should be a deal breaker or not to me. I just don't think that you know it should be that important. But you yeah. know, I get it. I understand.
5: Yeah. So I let me. So I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna confess. What did I do? I um. I cooked for. Somebody recently, right and mm-hmm. I was and I did it on purpose, so y'all know i've been I've been trying to learn how to cook right and so <laughs> I recently so when I cooked for him, I wanted to just see first of all if she eat it' And secondly, you know, I'm trying to see if I'm you know how good it is and all that kind of stuff, and I was actually surprised at how like shocked she was that a man cooked for her. And so that mm. threw me off like apparently this is something really? that does not happen very often that mm. yeah, that mm. something like nope. that would happen so so so, if he does do that, what does that do? like what does that mean to y'all? If a man cooks, yeah, I like cook the meal for you.
3: Oh see, I thought we went together and that was apparently <laughs> that's too much. That's not what it meant. <laughs> I thought we thought I, mean, I I thought that was a we, I
4: thought we went together and that wasn't that wasn't really the case. But yeah, I think it's very special for me and cooked. I mean, I I took it as you know, I was somebody special because for me and one of my friends and yeah. But apparently, so it does impress us. I think it is impressive. Um, okay. And we think that it's, you know, that you're serious about it if you, if you take the time to cook. hmm Okay. So I guess that could go both ways.
6: There you go. of service is one of my love languages. It's like my, that's my primary love language. No, it's not. It's my secondary. Sorry. <laughs> but active service is one of my strong, it's a strong second. So that one would like have me all googly eyed. Seriously. And I think in these days after the Tyler Perry phase and the best man era where we get to see like the super man, you know, where, wow. where all the women are, all women are like, Oh, ah, because he's doing those types of things in a way the the regular man doesn't that's almost too high of an expectation. So he feels like when he starts doing that, it's then it's too much. You know what I mean? He's, like, dipping his toes in the step water, which is so silly to me because, like, chicks like that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to get women to do what women like, but whatever. Yeah, but, you know, mean, so if the man were to step out... <laughs> right, I know when you... The panda's a little bit different. Yeah, pandas, why? Yeah,
3: but yeah, if a man I in this era
6: <laughs> were to step outside of that fear zone of being looked at as, you know, Doing too much or being that guy, I think that would be that. If, if it was genuine, I think that would mean a lot to me. I would dig that. Mm-hmm. And I heard doing it like that right now.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't
3: know.
4: I hope that's that comment. But it, now it <laughs> is did. one comment that the poster uh, made up I thought was was interesting was that after a conversation that's going back and forth between you know if this meal was acceptable and why it wasn't acceptable and all that uh, he, he said that it just goes to show that you know two people can read the same thing and interpret it or the same action happens and you know everybody's going to interpret it differently. and especially men and women are going to interpret the things differently and you know I took that as that's how life is anyway it, it's always going to be like that so what? What do we have to do, or what do we do personally to overcome someone else's perception, or to not get offended by that? If if a guy did get offended by what I cook, you know, is that just a, is that just the end, and I'm not cooking for anybody else? Or you know, how do you how do you overcome this this battle of you know what we perceive? How do you overcome that? Hmm.
5: So, I don't know I that's a I think I don't, I don't, that's a good question because a lot of that has to do with depends on where you are and of course we always you know we could say communication or communicate but I mean if it's early in a early in a relationship you know some of that stuff a lot of stuff is just assumed and so I think you really sometimes you do just have to ask even if you know or say how something makes you feel in order to. You know, to kind of just get through that moment to make sure that you, or ask questions. You know, I, I'm always one that that likes to repeat what I hear, just to make sure what I heard mm-hmm. is really what I heard. So you know, so so you know, I I, I think it's, it's okay to say when you do this, does this mean? Because this is how I perceive it. What this mean? And they can say, yeah, that's what it means, or no, I don't. It's not what it means. And you can have that discussion, but that takes a level of. um of confidence in yourself that there's a possibility you could get rejected and you know and that does and rejection doesn't never never feel good, but at least you're clear
3: mhm
4: <clears throat> what's your what's your advice Q, on us overcoming these battles of rejection <clears throat>
6: you know i I think a part of it is compatibility, and the other part is communication. Um, you have to be able to be honest enough with yourself to stand in what it is that you call your truth and say, these are the things that I like or I prefer, and these are the things that I'm not going to bitch and moan about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, li- I prefer this, but I'm okay with that. That's, something, you know, that's just one of those things where you, you establish your wiggle room because you can't expect, Five star all the time And I think we have to we have to Apply that to all levels of our lives I think to expect that from our mates <clears throat> From our friends From our experiences Is irresponsible And it's setting you up for frustration So I think if you allow If you set your wiggle room So your partner knows Their highs and their lows How far they can really go um, Before you are in the danger zone Of no longer being compatible I think that's safe I don't think it's really as difficult as we need to make it out to be. Know who you are, own it, know how to say that to somebody, and mean what you say, and then stick to it. Like, I think it's really just being grown about who you are and, and, and taking the time to say the words and put action to it. I think that's how we'll do it. <clears throat> I, yeah. do that. I I mean, my, my
4: whole take on it is that people just have to lighten up when it comes. You know, if you're out here and you're single, you're not tied to anyone and you are just trying to muddle through life it <laughs> live. <chill> <laughs> Everything is not like and, and I have to tell myself that. Like I will analyze hey, hey uh I will analyze every move, every comment, every you know, did he did he text today? Did he call it? How did he say that? Well, why mm-hmm. didn't he respond when I said this? You know, and I have to I have to remind myself that it's not that serious. It really not. Not it's not a battle because someone interprets something differently. And I, I mean and it and it'll hurt your feelings. Like you'll put your own self in your feelings because you're worried about how someone else's perception is not like yours.
3: Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying,
4: Okay, I understand mm-hmm. that you know you didn't understand where I was coming from, and you know move on. But it but both parties have to be like that. If if a person does kind of flip out or doesn't understand where you're coming from, you have to have enough. Um, I don't know enough. I don't know what word maturity, confidence. Okay, yeah, yeah, to be able to say okay, I'm gonna. I understand that you were that this is how you perceive that, and that made you, you know, mad or upset. And I apologize. I think it still has to go both ways. If, if someone does kind of fly off a handle, at least give them a chance to apologize and and make things right.
3: Fix yeah. you know,
4: it. Yeah. Yeah. This never any battle between us is just. I, I, I mean, it gets it, to me. It's really ridiculous, especially in our, in our age group. You know?
5: Yeah. My issue, I think my 40. thing is, is right, my thing is that it is that is that you gotta be, you have to also even be willing to sometimes admit that your perception is wrong. Like, okay, yeah. I per- the way I perceive things is not right all the time. So, if I go into a discussion understanding that my perception about a situation is my perception. It, it could very well be wrong, or it could very well. Just not be correct for this situation, so mm-hmm. so I need to. And even if I'm right, is it really worth it all the time? Like sometimes it's best just to be like, all right, I'm gonna take. We taking this L tonight because it's not worth it. Like it, it really ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. And just to learn how to just shut in in my key, in my in my Q voice, just shut the hell up because it's not worth it. Like sometimes it's just not worth it. Like okay, and just move on. <coughs>
6: That's a good one. I it. Go ahead. It is. No, I was—I shared something with my live, but I think you know the people on the phone would like to hear it too. You know, in in relationships, agreement is not required for understanding. You can understand where your partner is coming from without necessarily agreeing with it. And I think sometimes we get stuck in in the route to understanding when you realize you don't agree about a thing.
3: When and that's
6: just that's not even in relate just solely for relationships. We do that in our friendships in our social media conversations. Like as soon as we realize we don't see eye to eye, now the now the objective is to get you to see it from my side instead of gaining understanding where we can move forward and get past this place that we don't understand each other.
3: It's not as big as mm-hmm. Doritos, you know.
6: Like we shouldn't let nobody should be breaking up over Doritos. Like let's just not. Yeah, no, I
5: don't know about that. I don't know about, <laughs> about that. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that.
6: <laughs> no.
0: if, if, if Doritos
5: no, is out there, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm kidding when I say that. But I do think that, you know, that you're you're 100% right. And the other to add to that is that in a mature relationship, I think what you realize is that just because you don't agree, you it doesn't change how you treat each other. It doesn't change how you love each other. It just really it changes or it should help you understand each other. And so once you get, okay, if this is their understanding, um, I can respect them. I can honor them better because now I know when they say this or when they do this, this is how, how it's interpreted. Um, and they're not trying to offend me or hurt me. They just see it differently than me. And in most instances, that's all right. Like, that's cool. Like, it's totally okay to not have the same – Understanding or interpretation of every little thing that happens in our relationship. Mhm. Yeah. Very good.
4: Well, that brings us to the conclusion of the hot topic and our rapid hour or segment. <laughs> 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 Where we have the most things. So make sure you stay tuned for next week. Next week's hot topic. And now it is time for some more music, and we are going to hear "Nowhere" by Prince Swave, featuring mm-hmm. Shasha John. Yep. The
3: Sha-Sha. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, I think I like this. Yeah. Oh, city,
3: what's
2: up? Uh-huh. Yeah, rock with me, rock with me, rock with me, hey. Drive with I'm hoping we do. Yeah, we break up to make up, but that's how we do. At the end of the day, though, you sell my boo. I can find another shorty, but she's not sure. yo, yo I don't know where it's going
6: Really new music, but it's kind of new to us. I like that one. That one was uh, Nowhere by Francois featuring Sha Jones. I dig that. Got a little box to it. Here for that. Alright, so this next segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful view is always our specialty. So, um, tonight I have been wanting to discuss this since it posted. Like, I, it was on my page. I shared it to the school group, and I have seen this all over my feed, groups, pages, everywhere. Um, Jada is on something, and this particular topic has, I think, next-leveled her as far as this show is concerned. So for those of you who have not had a chance to check it out, Jada Pinkett Smith has a podcast or a, a Facebook live show that she hosts weekly called Red Table Talk. Um, On this show, she um, is often joined by her mom and her daughter, Willow, and most recently they started to rotate different guests throughout um, to come and join them at the table to talk about different issues that affect people of different demos, you know, it changes weekly. So this most recent week, they were talking about um, specifically women and how we deal with Relationships and the co- the competition that we have with one another. How hard it is that once we fall out, to actually just say the words, you know, you pissed me off or you hurt me more. We can say you pissed me off. It's the you hurt me or I expected more. I was disappointed in how you responded to X Y Z thing. Like the grown conversations that we you know shy away from because petty is easy. Um, and, and, and gives you immediate gratification So we think um, I, I appreciated how they sat down And delved into how Their own personal relationship um, Was affected by this And how it affected their relationships With other women in and out of the industry So uh, that's just kind of a quick Synopsis and we got to see some very Very transparent moments between the two of them As well as them going In great detail and how they had been Affected with by and um, how they had affected other women and growing together. So when, Kels, I know you both had a chance to check this out and probably marinate on it quite a bit since it initially posted. Um, Kels, what do you think about it? As another woman, I know this was major for you. So tell me, what were your thoughts on this? Uh,
4: I thought it was cool. It's rare. do we – well, it's like it's, it's coming about more now, but it's always been kind of rare for – Women of color for some reason
3: to mm. to
4: get along all the time, but there's always these ripples there's always some kind of drama there's always something even between the two of them. I don't think they ever even said what it was, like they knew it was something some kind of tension, but I don't remember it ever being like, "Oh you saw my part or you know, it seemed like it stemmed from something maybe like not speaking to each other, and it just turned into this, well, she didn't speak to me that one time, so I ain't going to speak to her. Yeah. And I have went through that with a particular person that I don't even really know. I don't know this person, and it seemed like it's tension because I feel like we intentionally don't speak to each other. And mm. after years, Someone else mentioned that this—that's just, just the way that, you know, person is. She doesn't speak. Because I was—I was raised that if you come into a room, you speak. If you speak. Entering, mm-hmm. you speak. Even if yeah. you're not, you just speak to somebody you haven't spoke to if you're in the same room with them. Like it just—it just seems just awkward to me, and so I definitely could relate. And I thought it was awesome. I've even. You know, like I even felt like a weight. I wasn't part of there because, you know, y'all. I told y'all Gabriel Union is one of my besties in my head. Yet. So I felt like, yep, I felt like it was a weight, a weight lifted off of me, even just seeing them break through that. Like it gave me a silver lining in this, I don't know, this unwritten, untold barrier that's between black women for some reason and women of color.
5: It, it's weird, and I'm glad to have had a conversation about it. For sure. Yeah. Well, what about you? I, um, I felt watching it was it was it was good. It was good on all levels, several levels. First of all, I'll start by saying uh, I thought what I saw most beneficial was the fact that they recognized. That first of all, in order to be who they really needed to be, they needed to identify that it wasn't everybody else; it was them. And I think a lot of times what happens, and, and Kelly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: that the issue is not just this. What, we, what that was—that's not something just in black women. I see that in all women, period. So, yeah. it's, so even yeah, even in my. You know, when I, in, this, in the circles of, of white women, of Hispanic women, that is normal. That it seems like it's difficult for that to be, for, for that to, to, for what what we're talking about to happen to happen. And so, the, the first thing I appreciated was when Gabrielle Union called herself what she really was, and she said, "I'm I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a troll. I am." And she said that I was like, now she can, me. because to identify what what you are. Well, that and then with, before that when she said, I realized that nothing made me happy. So it's almost mm-hmm. like I realized that it's me. And I was, that was what I thought was cool. And I think we all got to do that. Like, that's something we all got to be honest and be like, you know, I'm jealous, I'm insecure, I'm this, I have that in me. And I thought that was dope because as a man, when you, how you all relate to each other affects how you all relate to me. Yep. Because then y'all mm-hmm. y'all expect us to fill a void that there's no way in God's green earth we're ever going to be able to fill. You need girlfriends. I can't ever be your girlfriend. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all be expect, y'all be expecting us to, and that's not fair. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. I agree. And, um, there is a lot. Um, there is a lot that goes on as far as the unspoken competition that happens that keeps us, Mm
3: -hmm.
6: it's unspoken to the point where we often don't know why we're even doing it to one another. And Mm -hmm. we often, because what you just said as a man is very, very true, we often will then bounce back hypotheticals as to what it might be with you all, as opposed to going to one another and saying what it really is. But even deeper yeah. than that, when you said it was all women, I think that has a lot to do with how we are raised to a certain generation of us have been raised to the goal was a man, and yeah. the goal was, was to be on to top that. of working.
3: Hmm?
6: Yeah.
5: Hmm? Yeah, I was going to say
6: I the goal was to be on top that. of first yeah. So much to the point, whatever man you were interested in could not even see any other woman. So Mm -hmm. Gabrielle even mentioned how when she was working with A.J. Johnson, how she had to show her how downplaying another woman did not do anything Mm -hmm. for her. Like as far as elevating her. And most men, if we're really going to be, if we're going to say that that's the catalyst for it, most men don't like to see us arguing and tearing down other women. That is like a huge turnoff. To the majority of men it. that I, I've I've yeah. talked to. Yeah, it makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes them look at you yeah. like you got a side to you they don't know, like they don't like it. So yeah. it's really time. I think you would agree, like it's really time for us to get out of this. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So because you, you, you got, you got just a lot of
3: self Yeah.
5: Yeah. What you just said and is I was, think the part that is 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 is, is huge. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there is this underlying – I wonder um, there's an underlying um, Competition To get to make sure that you're Married to make sure that you You know look good that you check Off all the boxes that as a woman you're Supposed to check off before you're 30 Before you're 40 before you know I wonder how much of That you know that Contributes to To uh, to it that's just the question Yeah, you know
4: I think and I said that, and I've probably been wrong. I always felt that there were certain female friends that it was competition. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if because I was that person growing up, and probably I probably still do it sometimes now, unconsciously. That
2: I was always
4: the cool home girl that hooked. Her friend up with the print. you know what I mean? Like I was always friends. I was always friends with males, so I was yep. never considered, I guess, competition. But I, I always kind of felt slighted, or felt like I had to downplay myself to not to make sure that I didn't make somebody feel bad. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. if,
4: if I'm, if I'm, you know, clear as mud. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I got. It. Uh, another Another incident even happened where you know I felt like i I always say the single black female uh, um incident where you feel like you know you're sharing your 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 good friends with someone and you're sharing your thoughts and ideas with them, and then they kind of start using that or you you know see them using it to their advantage i guess for lack of a better term, you know I've walked up yeah. on a friend. Describing my life as her life and I'm like I ain't nobody But you know that yeah. probably Started that yeah. competition between us You know what I mean
6: So yeah Yeah well, There have been times as a woman And I think a lot of this boils down to And they touched on it in this particular video And the more transparent We start to become as in, As The more transparent we become about all things I think the more we can get to the root of what's going on. And I remember growing up, you know, when you refer back to being a young woman, um, there are times when you can recognize your insecurity, and in, in, in an effort to not highlight it to others, you downplay anything having to do with anything in the in the in the realm of what was like that. So you're gonna go with the flow, you're gonna let it be known, and then when you realize that there's this push happening in spite of all of the efforts that you're going through to hide this thing, now there's animosity because now I'm showing you me and I can't, you know, regardless of how bad I try and hide this thing here, it's coming anyway. And I think that creates so much push and pull between us when we just be honest and say, look, sis, listen, I'm not feeling like we're vibing and, and that's okay, but we got to talk about this so we don't make this worse. Everybody isn't for everybody. You got to find your tribe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you okay. really got to find your tribe because when you're right. working, that makes it
4: difficult. I'm going to stop, really stop, really stop you there because I, I want you to give an example of what you just said. Now, I think I
6: understand what you said. Okay. But so the example what, of the tribe, finding, finding who you are or hiding your insecurity? What do you mean? Hiding, hiding your insecurity. insecurity. Hiding your insecurity. Oh. There are times where, like me. I'm not a cool kid, never been a cool kid. I've always been more, you know, I'm always the mama. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to go sneak out, and I'm like, but, you know, our curfew's at 1030. Like, that's me, okay? So I've always (laughs) been that girl, (laughs) and that was frustrating for me, finding my spot. So there was a time, even as into an adult, being an adult, where I was trying to find that happy place between being a cool kid and just being cute and -hmm. i would find myself in a position where i was still in this position where i was uncomfortable i was here and i still didn't sit so i'm here and i'm putting forth all this effort to be who you want me to be because i want to be here with you as your friend and now you're still sitting here like yeah you still don't belong here you know what i mean like we're still in this fight with each other because we're I'm trying and we're not working. And at that point you need to have that conversation and go back to that being real with who you are, like owning your stuff and saying, Look, you know what on birthdays and holidays when everybody's out there maybe we should kick it. But on this day to day this is too much for me to try and be a you Back up. You know what I'm saying. You have to be able to be real enough with you and the people that you say you care for to say this is too much for me, and then that be okay with you and with them. That's what I mean by that. I think that's kind of what they're. If it would have been longer, we would have kind of gotten into. We have to learn how to accept each other where we are and know what we bring to each other. That does that help clear that up?
2: Yeah.
6: Uh, that ain't
5: good. No, that didn't help. So let me let me let me can I can I let me let me, let me ask this question. So how Tell do you, Let me. I I. So let me, let me ask this question. How do you? Because even though we're talking about this is a male a male issue too. So I. Mm-hmm. But we're talking since we're talking about y'all. How do you get to the point where you just say? I know that those who are there or who will be you know, I, I I'm comfortable being who I am and whoever likes it cool and whoever does it cool. But and, and and do that with it not putting you in a position where you still feel like you have to perform. Now before y'all respond, let me give you an example and why I say that. Um because as a as a male and this is just a perspective from as a, from a male, it seems like you all still do a lot of things for each other under the guise of doing them for yourself. So here's an example. Y'all, the way I'll, like, or so if I'm if I'm dating somebody, and I've said this all the time, I be like, you know, do you like what I'm dressed? I don't really like, I don't care. Like, what would you want to wear? Well, I want to look good for you. Well, I'm telling you, you look good. No, you don't, like, you go through all of these things in, like, how you look because you're trying to please, you say you're trying to please me or you're trying to please yourself, But I'm saying that I don't, that's not what I want, but you still do it anyway. So how do you Mm. get to a place where you're beyond that and you just are comfortable being whatever it is you are in whatever space you're in at that current time?
3: I think this is
6: something you've got to learn to do via honesty. Did you notice did both of you did you notice that they said they both went through quiet periods with themselves where they like had to realize that they were you know deflecting from themselves and they had to get really really still and see what was what was really the root of their problems like no mm-hmm. one can do that for you I don't think that's going to be a collective effort in any capacity that's got to be very very personal for each woman to sit down and say I'm not perfect I might not be yeah. as great as I think I am and figure out what in them needs fixing because something needs to be fixed. Like we all got something that needs to be fixed.
5: And being real, so enough... Of, did you notice both of them? Their issue was the same.
6: Yeah, blaming everybody else. It wasn't me. It's you.
5: Their, their, their <laughs> both, their, both of their real issue boils was the same thing. It, it was it was that they both were deal, were struggling with insecurity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought and yep. I thought to myself. I thought I wonder how powerful it is for young women, old women, whatever, to see Gabrielle Union, who who to most to most women would think that that to men, she's one of the most beautiful women out there, to same thing with Jada Pinkett Smith, that most men believe that these are beautiful women, that they struggle with insecurity. So the yep. same insecurity that the rest of us struggle with these same powerful women who make millions of dollars, who have access to almost anything they want, who have very successful husbands and relationships and kids and big houses and wonderful careers, they struggle with insecurity too. And it's not sure, just yeah. it's not just you. I think, I think that it it's really
2: a, it'll be, yeah
4: it'll be powerful. But this this even sitting here listening to you say that. To me, I feel like women, I don't know why it's like a rite of passage. Like every woman has to go through this time of insecurity, feeling of depression. Like it. even the the most outgoing women and stuff out there, they always have some type of story of being,
3: you know, of feeling
4: like they're not enough. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And that has to come from somewhere. I remember talking to a lady I met that was an entrepreneur, and her saying that she didn't embrace being black because until she was, like, in her 40s. And this is an older lady. And we kind of connected in a way after the fact, because when we first, we were at an event together, and we were set up right next to each other, and we didn't speak. And so it was funny, because she said, when I first saw you, she said, you came in, she said, you had your little banner, your little stand-up pop-up stuff, and you was putting your tablecloth on. You you know, so her take on me was that maybe I thought I was better than everybody else there, because I had more gadgets to put up. And my my thing was, I just be rushing, because I'm always running late, so I would be running and rushing, and y'all know when I set up for a pop-up or the zine, it's yeah, going a thousand miles an hour.
2: Yep. And when
4: she said that, it was so funny, and both of us were like, but I felt your, we both felt, um, you know, a, 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 fresh, a fresh spirit when we both were just, like, kind of sitting there, and we kind of talked a little bit, and when we started talking more, you know, we were really cool and had a lot of the same
3: mm-hmm. ideas.
4: And we talked about this very thing about why is it that black women have this barrier up? when they meet a new new black woman, we should be embracing. We should be running and hugging. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is that? Is something that is being, that that has been bred into us or we are learning? I just don't think that all of that is coming from our mothers. Like, even it's coming before them.
6: No, I don't think it's coming from just the moms either. Um, It's much deeper. It's a societal thing. Because, you know, we are influenced by a lot more than just in the home. That's where it starts. But we are influenced Mm -hmm. by so much. I see it in young – and it happens young. It happens Mm -hmm. young. Like, my 12-year-old nieces have gone back and forth with each other on adult-level things. Like, they have beef young. You know, the mean girl thing starts as little, little girls. So we really have to – are absolutely right. It's in our Disney Channel shows. It's in the YouTube that they're watching, their favorite. If you sit down and watch some of these shows, you can see the spin that they put on the female relationships. You either have where they're super besties and they never go every, anywhere without each other, or this click mm-hmm. and that click, and it's a constant conversation about how this click is better than that click. And nine times yeah. out of ten it's the clicky show that's the one getting the ratings because that's more entertaining. We're in a reality TV phase, so we really have to get away from that and show our kids that real relationships are important. Like I don't allow it between my daughters, and I was I didn't have sisters, but everyone always says, "Oh, sisters fight. Oh, you're supposed to hate your sister. Oh, you're damn that. Not in the Willows house." We, we do not fight over dumb stuff. We do not have that girly, catty, blah, 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 because you take that on the road. And then that's how you'll do your bestie and your homegirls and your classmates and your coworkers and, and thinking it's cute because that's how sisters are. No, that's not how sisters have to be. We have to change. You love your sister, hug your sister, let your sister cry, something you take up for your sister. But we, there, that's been accepted, you know, and we have to – we have to change it. Like I, we have the ability to change it in our babies, and we have to. We just we. It's imperative. Look at where we are. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So how do you
5: change? How you change I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to this question before you end. Okay. How do you change? How do we change something in a baby? In our in in our children that's still in us. I don't change
4: them because. uh, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, I'm I think my my own personal strategy is to even is to fight through. If I am not as confident as I look, you know, look like on the outside, I'm going to instill that confidence in my nieces or my mentees. Mm -hmm. You know. I'm going to show them the way, because we've all, we've all been, if nothing else, we've been taught that. You don't do as I do, do as I say.
2: And we have <laughs> to just
4: try to go back to protecting the youth and showing them the right way and, and making it clear that, no, we don't do that in front of the kids. You know, we do too uh-huh. much in front of kids. I don't have kids, and I'd be like, send them babies out of here. Don't say that in front of them. You know, I'm always like that, because I just, I just was I have older parents, so... Even around other people, it's just too much that I think little girls see, and if they were sheltered yeah. for some of that stuff, it you know it won't. It can help change them and help them foster better, better attitudes and better relationships. And it's just we just have to do it. You just have to cut it up, and yeah, and be that positive I, you know, for
5: I think one. Of, so again, I don't. I'm, I'm a man. I think one of the things that has helped me as a man is. It's not just when my dad and I talk. We don't just talk about like the good stuff. Like he'll tell me, like when I was your age, I screwed this up and I did this, and this is how I tried to fix it, and it didn't work, and like you know, or this is how I felt. And I think I think it's it's not so we can't we have to get to a place where where we own we own it, and and we chase in our everyday life we chase just being individually hold and then learning how to identify the moments that we're not and call them what they are. Like today, I feel real insecure. I don't know why I just feel insecure today. I don't know why. Like I feel fat. I feel short. I feel like whatever, you know what I mean? This is how I'm feeling. And that's okay to do that. But now I need to learn how to respond when I am feeling like that. So I think we got to just, again, be be honest with, Ourselves as adults and men, because mm-hmm. the, the do it I say thing, not as I do, it doesn't work. No. It do not work. No. Because they see it. They, they see it. They see what we do, and they're going to emulate what they see. Yep. Just like we emulate what we see. So we got to break the cycle and say, look, I'm going to spend the time to be whole and healthy and honest, and, I'm, and then we'll go from there.
6: I know we got to go, I'm going to say this the, on the last of this, because I, I think a lot of it it comes back to they have to see it as well as, as here. We often keep kids away from when there's conflict. But we all know, especially in our household, say any Sunday dinner or family function, babies often be right in the middle of the drama. They see aunties fighting with the cousins and vice versa, and all things go apart, and then you don't see your other cousins for months because, you know, the mamas are fighting. We need to let the kids see the
1: resolution,
6: especially our girls. We need to either, if they're not there visibly to see where everybody cools off and had their drink, go to separate corners and come back for the resolution, they need to have that conversation. Each mom needs to sit down with their girls and witness their conflict and explain what happened calmly and what the plan is on, are we going to be cool, are we not going to be cool, but do it maturely so that the babies understand what's happened. Because a lot of the times they just see everything going down and they think that's how it's supposed to go. Well, I, she got her together. Did you see how she, And that's what the babies think. Think is how you go about dealing with one another. But they never see how after so many months, after so many times that the same tragedy happens, and auntie needed auntie, and you call at two a.m. and y'all cried, and after everything is cool, the babies then all of a sudden a family reunion, everybody's supposed to be cool, and you ain't seen your cousin in six months. Like they don't know how that happened. So we gotta. We got to get the babies in the middle of that so they can see. If We're gonna leave them in the middle of the conflict. We have to have them just as involved into the resolution. So I think that's that's really really important and a really good segue <laughs> into uh, tonight's <clears throat> passion talk because we often don't resolve things. And when we don't resolve things with those that we love, we often have them brought up in the most crazy crazy situations. And we're often caught kind of catch ourselves saying, "Why you bring up old stuff?" Man, that's done. Why are you bringing that up? Cicely <laughs> is going to tell us how we can get out of this cycle. The fire starter is going to light some fire tonight and tell us how we can stop bringing
3: up old stuff.
6: On the line, you ready to go and get us going this evening?
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: Maybe not. I might have I not was- talked long enough this time. The one time I was. Hi, honey.
1: No, I'm here. <laughs>
3: <Thank you. laughs> no, I started just got too much going. Oh, okay. Right. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? Doing, doing, well? Well. doing well. What? Up? What What's
1: up? What's going Nation? How are we doing? How are we doing? This is your girl, Sister Victoria, owner and founder of Fashion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity, so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, and encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living, so you can press and see your personal power. How are my you doing? Are we well today? good,
3: good,
1: good, good, good. I'm happy to hear it. All right. Well, I have been listening in as I've been just going hither and thither, um, but I have been able to be on the line, be on the line for all of this awesome communication you've been having. I just, I hopefully you can hear my applause on the other side. I am applauding you all. I am applauding you all and giving you a standing O for this healthy emotional development talk. Yes, I'm here for it. I am here for it. I love it. I love it. And so let's go ahead and continue on the conversation in regard to uh, what we've been discussing on this evening, and you know, far so started to just come here to stir a little bit more to the pot, why you gotta bring up all stuff? Focus, <laughs> peaches. All right. So, this talk, um, it's gonna be a little interesting. I'm gonna make it very layman's terms, but the the characteristics, if you will, and the the symptoms that I'm going to be communicating uh, are directly uh, connected to what's called avoidance personality disorder, Mm. avoidance personality disorder. It is a very real thing. It's a diagnosis. It it is a psychological term. Um, And, um, you know, so very probable for people to be walking around with without even recognizing that they do. But I'm going to Mm. communicate it from the stance of, what we need what things we can do to avoid to, um, to avoid uh unhealthy friendships right or to things we do to avoid cultivating healthy friendships and um and then also what we need to do instead to nurture healthy friendships okay so I took that you note know, down in, incorrectly let me say it again what to avoid yeah. right if you want to cultivate healthy friendships there we go. Things to avoid if you want to cultivate healthy friendships, right? And then I'm going to talk about what we can do instead to nurture healthy friendships. I loved the conversation. I viewed it as well um, in regards to Gabrielle and Jada. And so um, definitely going to be a good segue to that. But um, very much so we're going to center in on female relationships, but you know, we only want to leave our fellows out. These can, things can be appropriate to all friendships, um, honestly, and I think it will be helpful for all. So here we go. Things that you definitely want to avoid. Number one, as they spoke about this a lot in their um, dialogue as well. Number one, you want to avoid those who are challenged with what's called avoidant personality disorder. They are known for having circular conversation. Circular conversation. Or patterns, and I'm going to explain what that is. Or, and also triangulation, and we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to talk very psychological with you, but I'm, you know, I got your girl got you. I'm going to break it down and lay me okay? <laughs> so circular conversations mm-hmm. are those that are just argumentative in fashion. Think about a circle, right? You just really never know where it started, and you don't know where it ends because it doesn't have any size. It just goes around and around and around and around. So a circular conversation is that which talks around issues, okay? Mm. It just talks around them. It really doesn't land anywhere, okay, Not necessarily it's just talking around a lot of issues. It brings up old issues. that's why it just keeps digging and digging, like let me just add more fuel to the fire, let's just add more irrelevant you know ammunition right to this conversation because you know we, we just all caught up in this circular thing, and it it many times speaks in a future tense of something, or in a past tense, but it never typically stays in the present, okay? And this is what I want you to focus on to avoid, all right? If you want to have a healthy friendship, please,
6: for the love of God,
1: stay present in the moment, okay? I want you to bring up, okay, what happened in 1998. And don't projectile into 2025 of what it could be, all right? I want you to stay in 2018 because this is where at, all right? And I want you to not have any other conversation, okay? Because many times these people can't get beyond their story. You guys talked about that a little bit. They can't get beyond their story or, or, or move past. It's very hard for them to move past. Um, the sob story that they have, okay? They're they're playing the little fiddle, right? You know, the two fingers that are rubbing in between, right? That's a small fiddle that they love to play, okay? And then triangulation. Let's talk about that a little bit. When you're, this is what to avoid, people. Please, for the love of God, this is a main principle. You need to avoid, avoid, avoid like the plague, okay? In your relationship, triangulation, triangulation. What is this? is when you are petitioning others or accessing others' feedback or opinion, right, to side with you or to affirm your position in a place. It's very one-sided and it's very selfish, okay? Now, Gabrielle mentioned um, this as well when she was in her interview. She said, uh, well, one commentator who was kind of like playing back the video and then they showed a clip of how – You know, Gabrielle was like, um, I'm thinking like it got kind of stirred by what other people were saying to me concerning Jada, right? And I wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. even in on that convo, but they were saying like, oh, you know how she feel about you, right? Or you know, you know, saying X, Y, Z, (laughs) right? So sowing seeds, what I call, um, sowing seeds, what I call the wicked whisperings of others.
3: Okay, Mm. so
1: there were wicked whisperings, right, of others that fed her disdain, right, that was probably, you know, maybe it was there, right, but it's probably still very small, but it caused it to grow, as we know all gardens will do. So these Mm -hmm. wicked whisperings came, right, and then it grew her disdain and it swelled into something that, as she admitted, she didn't even know really? Why? She was walking around with it. She was just like, all right, this seems right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she said about me, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, give her the cold shoulder as well. So that Mm -hmm. triangulation is very dangerous in your relationships, you guys. So you have to, have to be cautious about that and make sure you don't tolerate that. I, I need you to do, once and for all, also, decide not to formulate your opinions of others, talking about triangulation still, Don't formulate your opinion of others based on how your friends approve or disapprove of them, okay? That is juvenile behavior at best, meaning, right, if you have friends that have an art with a mutual friend, that's between them, okay, and your other friend. That don't mean that I'm going to now not like you because my friend doesn't like you as well. No, and that goes on too much, okay, in relationships, and that's juvenile, and it's foolish, all right? It's immature. You let um, the people handle their, you know, gripes, and you formulate your own opinion about someone based on the character that you know of them. Please, okay, because it's just Uh ridiculous. Oh, I see this happening. Number two, things to avoid. Don't deflect and defer information, Otherwise play the blame game As came up in the interview as well I love what Gay Union Called it the cloak of victimhood Oh that was good
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. The cloak of
1: victimhood She said she was the cloak of victimhood Don't deflect <laughs> And defer information or otherwise Play the blame game What is this? To twist the truth To make it seem like it's the other Person's fault as to why something Is happening Okay, Blank they say that you made me do it. This is the avoidant personality disorder. They say I only did this because you did that, right? So it's a ping pong match, okay, across the uh, table. Ping pong, boop, you did that. All right, I'm going to do this back. Okay, boop, you did that. I'm going to do this back. There's no resolve as to how I uh, determine I'm going to show up in a uh, situation or a relationship or a friendship, regardless of what another person does to me. I, I, your your identity, if it's fortified, already has a resolve within itself, saying this is how I behave, period. Not because of what somebody does to me or doesn't do to me. This is how I act. This is how Cicely Victoria Wilson gets down, period. Not because okay of what somebody else is doing or not doing. All right. So you want to. Make sure that you are not deferring and deflecting information, playing the blame game. Thirdly, if you want to cultivate a healthy friendship, you have to avoid irate and irrational behavior. Mm-hmm. Irate and irrational behavior. You know, extreme behavior it is. You know those who just get emotionally intoxicated. You know those who just get emotionally um uh, drunk, you know, and and um, they can become pretty impulsive, right? Sometimes, they, and this is really dangerous for those who have like anger or temper issues, it's, it's kind of really bad, and um, they, you know, because they can be raging, right, they can be raging. Someone who exhibits this type of behavior on either extreme, I say, can't be trusted with your friendship, okay, mm. until they get some more emotional intelligence and emotional development about themselves, honestly, Literally, they cannot be trusted, okay, because they can't be trusted with their own emotions. All right, you can spend your life. I love this quote, you guys. Once you to get it down. Um, it's, it's not mine. It's somebody else's, but I don't even remember who it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can spend your life any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. I really love that. I forgot to write the author's name down, you guys. But it says you can spend your life any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. Oh, Mm. my goodness. This is so good. You have to be intentional, okay? I tell my clients all the time, listen, you got to do your best to guard your mind gate, okay? You got to guard your mouth gate, and you got to guard your heart. If you can master, okay, guarding those three dimensions, You can pretty much be able to do anything in your life, okay? Guarding that mind, guarding that mouth, and guarding that heart. You must be intentional as to how you speak, what you speak, when you speak, what you think, who you say it to, what's your motive, the biggest thing. What's your motive? Why are you doing this? Okay, what's inspiring you, right, to do this? So once, because this is the um, bottom line, once words are released, they cannot be retracted. Words are a seed, and whether intended to or not, they will go into the soil of what I call a heart garden. It's going to go into a heart garden, and it's going to grow there, okay? So there are just certain things that you shouldn't say to people at all. It should The word says it shouldn't be named amongst you. There are just certain things that you shouldn't find yourself doing or saying, point blank in the period. Now, if you do want to have healthy friendships, let me give you some tips as to what you can do and and should do instead to nurture your healthy friendships. Number one, I want you to stay in the here and now. We talked about being present already. Please learn to stay present. The present is a powerful place, okay? Can we say that? The present is powerful, okay? It is. I want you to, I like to say, keep the main thing the main thing, okay? Please okay. keep the main thing the main thing. Don't veer off. Don't take a detour, okay? Say right here, right? We in this room, okay? Right here, it is June 2018. Let's say right here. Number two, you need to be intentional on the bottom line, Okay? When we have conflict, as we will always have, let's not live in a fantasy world to pretend like that's not going to happen, right? But as Lynn was mentioning, it's about knowing how to respond in a conflict. It's about knowing what to do with some hard information that you receive or uh, attention, as um, Kels was mentioning earlier. Like, you know, you got to be intentional on the bottom line, which is this. Determine where do we go from here. Okay, because that's really Needs to be, un- that. that's all that needs To be understood at the end of the day What do we do now Okay, I know what has happened I know we both probably Said some things, did some things, very hurtful Okay, but moving forward I'm a forward moving woman Hello, moving Forward, okay, what yeah. Do we do from here, I'm a very bottom Line woman, ask anyone who knows me Okay, what yeah. are we going to do Okay, so you have to establish and be intentional on the bottom line. Number three, know and communicate your worth, okay? This is what you can do to nurture healthy friendship on any level. You have to uh, – Q was talking about this earlier. You must know and communicate your worth, not just know it, but communicate it. Hello, poor mm-hmm. values, okay? This is where they come in. If somebody needs to be reminded, give them a reminder
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. of what you stand
1: for and what you do not. Know know how, know, and communicate your worth, meaning what? You can choose your friends. Oh, my goodness. Drop the mic. Did we know that? Mm
3: -hmm. Did we
1: know that you can choose your own friends, people?
3: You don't have to let nobody choose you that you ain't chose. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, not sorry. I
1: don't want to be friends with every kind of woman. I just don't. And no other woman uh, should be able to handle that either. That's impossible. I know Whitney used to I'm everyone. I know she said it. But you are not every woman. You are a certain kind of woman. You are a certain fabric of woman. You are a certain cut of woman. So don't try to be like every woman and don't be needing to be friends with every woman. You find your tribe, as you guys were communicating earlier, right? No, you should know what kind of women you don't do. And then you should know what kind of friends and women that you do do, all right? Let me tell you what I don't do. Per example, (laughs) I don't do ponies. I don't do phony, I don't do pretentious, I don't do shallow, I don't do bougie, I don't do ratchet, and I don't do messy, okay? So, I have a clear (laughs) distinction as to what, and and for me, ratchet and ghetto is two different things. I do ghetto. I love me some ghetto girls, okay? But ratchet is different. Ratchet is different, Okay. So listen, all right, those that, are the kind that. of women I don't do. We just don't, we won't jail well together, okay? We, we just don't, we won't do that, all right? So you got to know and be clear about your friends that you need to choose. Once you know your worth and your identity, you can do that. Number four, in order to cultivate these healthy friendships, don't say what you don't want. I tell my clients all the time, Again, that's minding that mouth of yours, right? Um, like when was saying earlier, sometimes you know we just got a muzzle. We just got a muzzle. Even though it's tempted, we're tempted to say a certain thing because we feel it. But that doesn't mean just because you feel it, you have to say it. Okay, so you have to learn. That's a training. That's a training that you have to take yourself to that don't say what you don't want. And we all can fall short of that at some time. But don't be in the practice of saying what you don't want because that very thing that you say, now you give it legal access to go into the universe and to bring back to you exactly what you declare. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's on you. Okay? That's your fault. So you need to be responsible for your words you allow to come out of your mouth. All right? You're a whole grown person. Don't be uh, saying, no, from this stage forward, please. <laughs> do, no longer say you made me do anything. Ain't nobody making you do nothing, all right? <laughs> you chose on your own regard. Nobody makes you do nothing after five years old. Come on, people. Number five, in order to <laughs> nurture your healthy friendships, you need to nurture and foster these Principles, these concepts, intentionality, we talked about that, doing things in purpose and on purpose, kindness, foster kindness, purpose, foster purpose, joy, peace, happiness, contentment, and gratitude. Those are some things that will just all around make you a better person to be around just comprehensively. Right. If you learn how to nurture and foster those things, all right, and once you are a, a better fabric of a person, you'll make a much better friend. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Okay. You take care of you, and I promise you, it won't be hard for you to make friends. Number six to nurture your friendships: don't be too casual. In the final one, don't be too casual with people that really matter in your life. Please pay attention to this. If you if you have a great friend, listen, listen. I mean, good friends, great friends. I mean, those that have gone the distance, those come, you know, few and far between. People, you might get a handful of them in a lifetime. So I want you to make sure that you're not too casual with people that really matter in your life. You need to honor the people in your life that really matter on purpose. Yes, you must do it on purpose, and don't just presume and assume that they know. I like to say this. Don't treat roses like a dandelion or a carnation. If Mm. it's a rose, you need to respect it like it's a rose. Don't treat it like a dandelion or a carnation, one of them things – What's those things that blow the cotton in the air? I don't even know what you call it. But if it's a rose it yeah. as
6: such, what's it called, baby? Dandelions. You had it right. Is uh-huh. that a
1: dandelion, too? Okay, that's before it grows the uh, <laughs> the daisy, grows to the daisy, right? Yeah. You got it. Okay, my girl told you. <laughs> so that was right? And don't, yeah, the ones that we've been picking up when we was kids and something on in the garden because yeah. we lived in the hood and we didn't <laughs> have real flowers, them things. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't do that, okay? And I always like to say to people, don't abuse your angels. Listen, you can have some human beings in your life that are truly your angels. They have come to bring the best out of you. They have come to bring the best to you. So you better learn and recognize when you have an angel in your life, and you know how to preserve and protect and nurture that angel, and don't be too casual with it. All
3: right. Well, this is our passion talk for today. Why you got to bring up
1: old stuff? Focus, Petri. All right. Don't be guilty of avoiding personality disorder. Learn to cultivate your healthy friendships and do the things that I said to avoid that, uh, avoid not cultivating those friendships.
3: How we doing? Question, comments,
1: or concerns? Real quick. Anyone? Was that good for you?
6: Yeah, I'm happy to bring this old stuff back up. This one can come back, though. This
1: old stuff can come back. This one was good. I love it. I love it. I love it. You guys, we got a lot of work to do. I gave you a lot of uh, meaty right, things that you can appropriate and intimate, uh, uh, implement immediately in your life in any spectrum mm-hmm. of your relationships and your friendships included. So please do so, and that would do the fire starter's heart really well. This is your girl, Sisley Victoria. You've just been with us on Passion Talk. We're giving practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Until next time, stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. I love you guys. I'm out of here. Stay lit. Mwah.
3: Peace.
2: Wonderful. Uh-huh. I
3: ain't blowing. I ain't blowing. Yeah. I don't know about that. Y'all
5: <laughs> 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 Great job, as always. All right, y'all, we got two minutes and 30 seconds left, so we're going to go ahead and close it out. Um, Kels, you up?
4: Well, I had a great time, as always. Very good conversation. Um, love the fire starter and everybody be productive and have a great week
6: think that's all I got uh-huh.
4: thank
5: you
6: yes um, have a beautiful week stay positive um, have a conversation with someone that you love this week like a real conversation doesn't have to be a bad one doesn't have to be a tough one just have
5: a real meaningful conversation With someone that you care about Just- oh. yeah. Um Good job uh, First let me say thank you to our listeners um, You all Always your comments have been great Thank you to Kel Q and Chris uh, As always you all are The best and I appreciate Everything you all do uh, Great show um, last but not least, let me say, um, I announced today and posted today that we're doing our um, Reset and Refresh Summer web series. Um, and so if you haven't signed up for that, please do so immediately. Uh, we're going to be giving you some really good um, so a really good series this year where we're going to go, keep, talk to you about things that are going to help you finish out the year strong in every area of your life. So it's a free conference going to be on our Facebook page um, so you can tune in every night from 6 to 7 but I'll put the link in the live, I'll put the link on my page or you can just go to the Global Drive page and sign up so other than that y'all have a good rest of your night um, and a good rest of your week there is going to be a word on Wednesday tomorrow um, so look forward to that and definitely if you haven't got your copy of Nouveau Exposure get that as well so besides that good night. Back in the day, back, back, back in the day, back, back, back,
2: back in the day. I was born in the 90s, snatched my soul from the 80s Uncontrollable crack babies, screwed rock, your Mercedes business Enjoy riding with friends, religious Undisciplined kids, chickens pecking they worms Plucking these streams like they Hendrix, for super fly, pelican, propeller shore, shepherds to strut Dressed as elegant groom, mighty mouse to the elephants in the room Blessed with the gift of gal, Mike skills, treasure its master it, sermons I write, recite my songs to the exorcist Now here's a little story of a man in Yaka My garden of plenty And my old earth, his farmer I arose, coming over poppy seeds, going then my father did. Rock saw head jackets, but lumpkin Banjos. I let oh, all the kids push up by Lake Shore Drive. Climbing rocks, the daisies. Sitting and thinking about how low my mama got. them made me crazy. 90s kids forever rain. Wasn't sexing. We were paging. Watching time and Jerry. Is you? Is it is? You ain't my baby now. pack town, baby again. Are your Godness raised me? Suicide Obama kids embrace me. Soldiers with high ranking. Take fatigue. They pull it daily. Thankfully, no bullets raised me. I look back on those days and realize that Christ saved me. Eating so beef in the stew. God knew where the recipe would take me. Brainstorming in purple rain, see Never leaned on that shook Avery Teach my pits a safe way, good pushing
0: keys Becount Basie freedoms, but our childhood thoughts Now turning them mental slavery Back in the days when I was never not again Anymore, but some days I still wish I was again again We used to play, and go watch, tap it in, it's
3: from yours I still wish I was again In
5: days anymore, anymore, anymore. Back in the day Back 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 in the day
0: freedom song back, back, back in the day Back 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 in the day freedom Back 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 in the day
3: Freedom. That's why, boy, I hate him so. Back in the days when I was young and not a kid anymore, but some days I still wish I was a kid again. We used to play and go rock set the tables from dawn. I still wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young and not a kid anymore, but some days I still wish I was a kid again. We used to play and go wrong.